This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello and welcome back to the Influential CEO podcast. Today we have a solo episode. So I thought I would dive into a little bit of a life update. Not that I don't already update you every single week, but I wanted to give a little bit more context to what's been moving behind the scenes, where I'm at in my personal life, in business. It is now September, which is just insane. I cannot believe by the time this episode goes out, it will probably be closer to the end of September and we really are in the last quarter of 2023, which is just insane because I think a part of me is still saying 2022 most months, but we're well and truly past that point. So I'm getting my head around the fact that this year is coming to an end. It's gone so fast with all of the travel. I say it every single week, but I feel like I have been absolutely here, there and everywhere this year. And it has made the weeks go by so, so quickly. I feel like the biggest thing this year has been always counting down to the next thing. It's like I'm home for a week and then I'm counting down to the next trip. Then I'm counting down the trip and then I'm home for a stint until I leave again. And even now I really felt that after New Zealand, that final stint that I would be home for good, but I'm I'm not and me being my own problem. I'm actually off to Sydney tomorrow to go to Tony Robbins with a few of the girls and it's going to be a whole experience. I have no idea what to expect. I know it's going to be an absolutely massive four days. It runs from Thursday through to Sunday. And in our group chat the other day, Michelle sent through the whole timetable for the four days. And I'm not going to lie, I freaked out a little bit because it goes from, I think, like 8.30 in the morning till 12 a.m. the first day. And most of us are in bed by like 8, 8.30. So it's going to be very, very interesting. I am excited to jump into the studio next week and update you on that entire experience. I know that so much is going to come from the four days. I don't know what that's going to be yet, but it will be a very pivotal experience I can imagine. I'm a little bit stressed about sleep. I'm a little bit stressed about food and if I'm going to be able to eat my steak for breakfast but that's going to be a me issue and I will update you on that next week based on how the week goes as well. But that's pretty much where I'm at this week. Over the weekend I was down the Gold Coast for Thursday, Friday and Saturday last week and my BM Molly, if you girls don't know who she is already, has just recently moved to the Gold Coast. So this is so good for so many reasons. We can finally work in person a little bit more. Mol has worked for me for over, gosh, probably over two years now. And she is just the most incredible human to work with. I'm so grateful to have her as my business manager and we work so well together. I always joke with her, but we really do just work on the same wavelength. If she likes it, I like it. If I don't like it, she won't like it. And I think it's so good that we work that way because it takes out a lot of our communication in a really productive way where we work so well and so efficiently. And Mole takes the most incredible initiative in business as well. And we just really are like a little dream team. So we 
working together last week was so nice and we're finally in person and there is just so much business-wise right now that we are mapping out behind the scenes. I've spoken to it pretty much all year or at least the last six months on the podcast, but I would really describe where I'm at in business right now as being in somewhat a slingshot era. I have definitely been refining behind the scenes. We've been working so hard on refining my office suite, actually changing my entire business model to an extent to really support what I see for my business long-term and what is going to be the most sustainable for us long-term as well. So with that, there's obviously been a lot of change behind the scenes, a lot of things shifting this year and a lot of work that has been required of us that hasn't had much reward on the scenes. And that's going to be a huge conversation that we have on the podcast today. I really want to speak to the compound effect and what that actually looks like in business. So often you see so many people get caught up in the instant gratification thing and that massively contributes and stops long-term sustainability in business because we get so caught up in quick cash injections and being successful now. And we also typically see the work that we're doing in our business in real time as the result that is happening in our business in real time. And this is often very, very untrue. So the way that I see it is business is always compounding, meaning the work that you're doing right now in your business will be a result of what you're experiencing in three to four months time. And I have so much data to support this. I have so much evidence to support this, but we will speak more into that very, very soon before I get off track with my update. Long distance wise, T and I have around five weeks to go right now. We're actually moving house fingers crossed very, very soon. I have an inspection for a place this afternoon and I'm very much hoping that I get this home. It's beautiful. It is Yeah, it's just a really, really beautiful home and I really hope that this is the house that's going to be ours for at least the next sort of six to 12 months. We're definitely looking to buy our first property, but I'm waiting until Tia's home so we can obviously just do that together and now it doesn't feel like doesn't feel like the right time for us right now in this moment. So that's what's happening in terms of moving. And I definitely feel myself ready for him to be home. It's so funny with long distance. I think sometimes you go through periods of feeling like you're super independent. You're doing your own thing. You're in your own routine. And I can really settle into doing my own thing and being in that routine. But I'm definitely getting to the stage now where I just want him to be home. And I think it's always when I'm either going to see my family or we're going to events or different things and you don't have your person there that you're used to having there. I almost feel like now I can't even remember having him home consistently. And it feels so strange to think that he's coming home and he's going to be home for good. So I'm sure there will be stuff that we navigate there and it's going to be so good to have him back, but again, so different. So I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait. The countdown is well and truly on now and he's actually moved his coming home date about two weeks early which is incredible. So everything in life is going really, really well. Recently, I've been getting back into my running. This is an update that literally nobody asked for, but I've been getting into my running and it's honestly been so good. So back in the day, and I'm talking more like primary school years, high school years, I was a really, well, I'm not going to say that. I wasn't a really good runner, but I was a good runner. 
And I would always make it to state levels. I'd do cross country. I'd run like the 1500 at track and different things like that. And I think for so many years after that point, I started to really hate running and I really didn't like running. I probably didn't have the best association with running because I always saw it as this really competitive thing that was hard and at times quite boring and whatever it may have been. But I feel like anything, once you have a couple of years of not really being in something or not doing something that, you know, was probably a huge part of your life for many years, I've found a new love for running again. And it's been very interesting because on the weekend when I was down the Gold Coast, I got out of bed really, really early. I left Lil asleep. I snuck out of the house and I committed to myself on the Thursday that I would run 10K on the Saturday morning. And this for me was interestingly quite a mind game. And As much as I'm someone who can easily push myself, especially when it comes to physically pushing myself, I really struggle with running over like five to six kilometers because I get worried about running slow. And this has been really, really interesting for me to navigate because I'll wake up and I'll go, I'm going to run 3K and I'm going to go really hard. I'm going to have a crack. I run a very solid pace. I can get to like 4.45 a lot of the time and that's pretty pretty solid for me and I'm not running super consistently. But when it comes to doing, say, 10K, I had such a fear associated with doing the 10K and not doing it to the full extent that I wanted to do it. You know, a part of me was so worried and I use a Nike run app for anyone that's wondering what I use. And she always sort of talks in your ear every kilometer and tells you what pace you're running, what your average is and where you're at in terms of time. And I had honestly this nightmare and this is just a whole thing for me to navigate. And I know this is a mirror for other areas of my life. I honestly had a nightmare. It would make me so stressed thinking about hearing her in my ear say that I was running slower than like a five. 10 pace, which is very, very interesting. So for me in that, I knew that I could do 5k very consistently and I knew I could hit that pace where I got worried was past the 5k point. So in this run, it was very interesting because I said to myself, you're not going to stop. You know, no matter what, you're not going to stop. You're doing this regardless, even if you're going slower, even if it's not the pace that you want to hit. It's interesting for me that it wasn't about not being able to run the 10k. It was about not being able to run it fast enough. And that's that's an insight to who I am as a human. So it was very interesting for me to actually witness, but I surprised myself. It was challenging. I made sure I ran along a flat road the entire time. I didn't want any hills or any variables in play with the run itself, but I ended up doing like under five minutes for a few of the Ks. I did well under 5.15 for most of the Ks as well. And I ended up running very fast, I would say 10 kilometers. And that just felt so good for me in so many ways, but it was equally so interesting to catch myself and where I was like, oh, this is going to challenge a concept of self within myself if I can't do this and not to the pace or the level that I want to do things at. So really the reason I tell you this is because there's a lesson in it for me where I'm like, wow, where else am I not doing things because I don't think I can do them good enough. And I definitely have a tendency to do things when I know I can do them perfectly. And this definitely applies to businesses in so many ways, whether it's like, oh, I'm only going to record a podcast if I have the best audio, or I'm only going to launch a new program if my branding is the best it could possibly be, or I'm only going to do a call when I know that no one's home and my house is completely silent. So there's so many ways that this applies, and I can definitely see where perfectionism and wanting to do things to 
the most incredible extent is actually a huge cock block for me in a lot of ways. And this was sort of one, I guess, real life initiation for me to actually see that and go, oh, where is me running 10 kilometers at a certain pace? Actually a mirror for how I do things in other areas like business. And how is that potentially contributing to me having less sales, less momentum, and where am I actually cockblocking myself and that as well. So very interesting overall. I've only done the 110K. We will see how we go, but my next challenge is actually running further and running slower and just letting that be okay. So I will keep you update with my running journey and how that goes. I've got to be honest though, my left knee and my right hip were so cooked the next day. So there's just going to be some variables that I have to navigate around the running situation. But that is my update. Overall, I'm happy. I'm thriving. I feel like I'm in the best routine that I've been in for a really long time. And it's just been a fucking wild year. If I'm honest, it's been such a crazy year. I was actually listening to the first episode of the podcast that I recorded this year on the way to the studio today. And it was so interesting just listening to myself and where I was at and speaking about the year that was about to be and how I was saying things like, I know this year is going to be so big to navigate and there's so much changing and I can't wait to elevate the way I do things. And it was cool because a part of me was like, yeah, I really have stuck to so many things that I said I was going to do, but then I can equally laugh at myself and go, wow, like you really just had no idea (laughs) what was coming or what was about to be. So it's been an incredible year. I'm so happy. I'm so excited for something right now that is moving behind the scenes that I cannot speak to on the podcast in depth yet. However, what I will tell you is it's relevant to the podcast. It's relevant to this community and it's a different... It's a different thing that you probably wouldn't think that I would be doing that I am doing and I'm so excited to slowly bring you along in this journey with what we're birthing behind the scenes and yeah, it's just going to be very cool. So if you want insight to that, I will plug my membership frequency. We are doing an entire series inside of frequency with a ton of mini drops start to finish of what it is that we're creating behind the scenes. It's honestly such a cool space in terms of the membership itself. There's over 45 women inside already, some of the most incredible humans in all different industries, which I think is so incredible. The membership really is about collaboration, connection, community, coaching, and more importantly, having a space to actually come and connect on a deeper level. Entrepreneurship can be isolating. It can be so lonely. So having a space where you know that you're in a community that contributes to something bigger than what you're experiencing, and more importantly, you can contribute with something that is bigger than what you're experiencing it's a really really special thing so the collaboration inside that space has been absolutely incredible every single month we have hot seat coaching calls so you can get direct coaching from me based on what you're moving through in your life in your business the community element is incredible in there as well we have monthly giveaways there's also monthly live Q&A. So anything that you want to ask me, I will speak to in depth within the membership too. And like I said, we are actually doing a mini series based on what we're creating behind the scenes for the podcast as almost a little bit of 
a spin-off. That's the language I'm going to use. So if you're interested in the membership, there will be more in the link in the show notes. It is $99 per month with no lock-in. So once you're in, you can leave anytime, even though you won't want to, but it is an incredible space. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, you're moving into business, you're in business, you're established, you've been in it for 10 years, this really is a space for you. And that's what makes it such a cool space. It's not for anyone based on where they're at. It's for everyone, no matter where you're at in your business journey. So a very cool space to join if you're wanting to learn more just head to the show notes. So getting into the bulk of today's episode, like I said, I want to speak to the compounding effect in business and how important this is when applied to business. And more importantly, how incredible this is for you to leverage when you actually understand how important it is to let the things that you're implementing in your business actually compound. So whether this is a mindset shift, whether this is a strategy, whether this is content or different things that you're actioning in business, the question that I want you to sit with is how often do you actually let the things that you're implementing in your business compound before you decide they're not working? right? This is such an important thing to actually sit with and ask yourself. So often it's something that I hear with my clients and different women that I work with is that we're implementing different things. And then all of a sudden it might pass a week, two weeks, a month. And it's like that thing that we're doing is not working, right? I'm not getting more sales. Things aren't moving in my business. I haven't got more leads, whatever it may be. Yet we haven't actually allowed time for the thing to compound yet, right? We don't understand that what we're doing right now contributes to what what happens for us in three to four months time, not what's actually happening in real time. So I want to just speak about my experience this year, because this is really going to apply to the conversation that we're having in here. So I went to Europe this year in June and July, and I was also in New Zealand for around two, two and a half weeks, either side of my stint in Europe. So a lot of time away from home, a lot of time away from business and being in business the same way I would when I am at home and doing my normal routine. So in Europe, I actually had very high cash months and I had quite a high quarter either side. So for me in that, I could have taken that period as, oh my God, I'm working one hour a day. I'm hardly in my business. I'm not launching anything actively. I'm not necessarily running anything actively, yet I'm making all of this money, right? So if I associated what I'm doing in real time with what's happening in my business in real time, I would have thought being in Europe, working one hour a day, hardly doing anything in my business results in high cash months, right? Results in a lot of money coming in, results in a lot of sales. When in actual fact, what moved for me over that period in time was all of the work that I did in Feb, March, and April, right? That is the truth, right? It is not what I did when I got to Mykonos. It's not what I did when I was eating pizza in Italy. It's what I was doing in the months in the lead up to that period that contributed to me being able to generate that income, right? To have that sustainability and to have that result more importantly. Now coming off the back of Europe, I get home, I'm back in business, I'm working hard, I'm back in somewhat my hustle and grind, right? Normal routine, I'm running calls, I'm launching containers, I'm doing all these different things. Yet my income quote unquote dips, right? If in that moment I made it mean, see, the more that I'm working, the more that I'm grinding, the more that I'm hustling means that my income dips. That's because I'm associating the work that I'm doing in real time with what I'm experiencing in my business 
in real time, which is untrue. So when we think about the compound, right, whether it's working in our favor, being I worked hard, which led to high cash months in Europe versus I didn't work so hard in Europe, which led to a dip, quote unquote, after Europe, it actually makes a lot of sense. Now, this is where we have to move out of the mindset of, oh, I'm associating what I'm doing right now with the result I'm getting right now because it's simply not how it works when we think about long-term sustainable business. So knowing that and applying that, it's actually understanding that even if right now you feel like you're working really hard in your business, you're consistent with your content, you're selling consistently, you're implementing the strategies, you're focused on your mindset, you're building out incredible courses, products, services, whatever it may be, understand that the work that you're doing right now will compound and contribute to what happens in three to four months time from now right? That is so important to remember. So right now I am in a quote unquote dip in my business because what I was doing three to four months ago was not supporting or setting me up for success in these months. It simply wasn't. I was overseas. I was traveling. I wasn't in my business. I was doing half the work that I would typically do, which was perfect. And it was planned for. And I accept that because I know that I shouldn't expect anything else right now based on the work that I did, right? Based on how I set myself up for this period. So it's a quote unquote loss and a dip that I'm willing to take an experience because that's actually the result of what I was doing beforehand, right? It actually makes a lot of sense. So for me right now, I could be in this hustle and grind. I could be doing all of the right things. And if I only looked at what happened right now in this moment in terms of what I'm experiencing in business and the result in my business, I would be very, very disheartened, right? Because I would go, I'm working so hard. I'm doing all the things. Why are things not moving for me, right? Why am I not experiencing more external validation for the work that I'm putting in? Why are things not moving the way that I want them to move? I'm lucky enough to have been in business for a long enough time now to understand this pattern, right? I know the impact of compounding. I know how it works. I have years and years of evidence to support this being true, right? I know it's actually true. So for me, I'm able to remember remain really neutral in periods where things may not be on an uphill trajectory because I actually have the articulation, I have the understanding, I have the evidence to support what I know to be true, which is compounding is a very, very real thing in business. And if we're not allowing time for the things that we're implementing to compound, it's unlikely that we're ever going to build a sustainable business, let alone a successful business, right? If we look at what's required for us to actually build that, there needs to be periods in our business where we practice a lot of patience, right? And this is where the conversation really around passion comes in with business, because if you're not passionate about what you're doing and if you don't have a long-term vision for what you're doing in your business, it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to to sustain the periods where you need to be patient to then reap the benefits of the work that you're doing, right? If you're only focused on the monetary gain or the outcome, it's unlikely that you're ever going to do what's required of you in these periods where things are slower, things are dipping, things are in more of a low period because you don't have that foresight, you don't have that drive, you don't have that passion and that willingness to go, I actually know that right now what's required of me is X, Y, and Z in order for me to reach that outcome, right? If we are more focused on the short-term gratification, right? The quick cash 
cash injection, getting the gratification instantly, right? Having the external validation. We're always getting stuck in this week by week cycle of looking at what's happening right now and how it's working and how it's not working instead of being in long-term solution mode, right? It's so easy to start to dip into problem frequency and always look for what's wrong, what's not working, why are things not moving, why are things not selling the way that I want them to sell instead of thinking, well, actually, what is working for me in my business? Have I actually allowed time for this thing to compound? How can I apply that and actually make the good even better in my business, right? This is the biggest thing. So often we get so overwhelmed in what we think is wrong. We get so focused on what's going wrong in our business that we're spending 95% of our time playing in problem frequency instead of focusing on spending 95% of your time in solution frequency, right? How can the good get better? If there's anything that you take from this conversation, it's that, right? How can the good get better? And have I actually allowed time for things to compound in my business, in my strategy, in my mindset, in whatever it is that I'm actioning until I decide it doesn't work. Now, imagine for an example, I start a podcast and I commit to six episodes over 12 weeks and I do the six episodes and I think, wow, that didn't really gain a lot of traction, right? I didn't really see a lot of people convert. I didn't really see a lot of traction around the episodes themselves. I didn't get much feedback. It didn't really grow. Okay, that didn't work. Next thing, I'm going to do a YouTube, right? You never allowed time for anything to build, to compound, to grow before you decided, oh, that thing didn't work, right? Back to the drawing board, back to the shiny object syndrome. What's next? What can I do? How can I fix, right? How can I fix? So you can see that in that, it's like problem frequency is constantly at play because you're not going, oh, potentially these six episodes have actually gained a lot of momentum. And imagine if I stack them with another six and then another six and then another six and actually let what I'm building here compound to then reap the benefits. For me, my podcast has a lot of traction, right? I've built a lot of omnipresence around the podcast but equally that's come from years of me podcasting prior to even starting this podcast and I've now had three rebrands. So it actually makes a lot of sense that people tune into my podcast and I get feedback from my podcast because I've probably done now over a hundred episodes if I was to count all three podcasts that I've done before, right? So I've built that and I've allowed time for that to actually compound. And now I reap the benefits of that compounding. So like anything, allow time for things to compound. Actually consider where you're not giving things the time, attention and energy they need. And also catch yourself where you try to make things wrong and you look for the next solution, whether that be in getting a new mentor because you think that it lies in a mentor, whether it's getting a new content strategy because you think it it lies in the content strategy. Maybe it's booking another photo shoot because the reason my socials aren't growing is because of the current photos I have, right? There's so many ways that this plays out where we want to make things wrong because it's a convenient way to get distracted and actually take responsibility for the part where it's like, oh, maybe I'm getting distracted. Maybe I'm constantly looking at shiny object syndrome and I'm looking for the next best thing and I'm not actually taking responsibility for where I'm potentially not fully applying myself to this thing for where I'm not actually for seeing what I'm doing here and what I'm committed to in doing this in the first place too. So so this is somewhat a very basic conversation, but when you apply this to any area in your life, things will tenfold for you. I can absolutely guarantee it. You will see growth in every single area, whether this is your health, your fitness, your nutrition, your relationship, your diet, 
running your business, your content, whatever it may be, when you actually consider what would it look like for me to double down on the things that I'm doing to actually allow time for anything that I'm implementing in my life to compound, I can guarantee you get a result, right? And it's such a simple thing to do and implement, but you will notice a huge increase in every single thing that you do. And this ultimately is time collapsing, right? Practicing patience in your business, in your life, in your health, in your fitness, in your relationships is time collapsing, right? Where are you not letting a relationship actually play out because you're not willing to put in the time, energy, and attention, right? Where are you not committing to the gym because you haven't seen results in the first six to eight weeks, right? This can be applied to every single area, but let things compound, let the good get better and start playing in more solution frequency than problem frequency and watch every single aspect of your life drastically change. Because I can guarantee you will notice a huge shift in three to four months time. If you apply what I do now contributes to what I'm experiencing in three to four months time, right? The result that you want is on the other side of you being consistent. And that's such an important thing to remember, right? The result that you want is on the other side of you being consistent let it compound, be consistent. And I promise you, you will reap the benefits of every single thing that you apply that to. All right. So in saying that, that is the bulk of our episode. I'm going to bring back the three questions at the end of the episode. Now that it's not a guest episode, it's just me. We're doing the solo thing. So the first question is, what have you seen more clearly about yourself lately? And I think I low-key answered this in the intro in terms of my running endeavors at the moment and what I've seen in myself in that. But I would definitely say that I have seen an ability in myself to push myself quite hard in things. So something that I've been applying a lot, and I think this can definitely be an episode on its own, is doing things 1% more to every single thing that I do. So even in the running example, I finished my 10K and I said to myself, okay, 1% more, what would you do? So I started my Nike app again, I put it on 2K and I just ran another two kilometers because I said to myself, well, you've got more to give. I know you can push yourself a little bit harder. Why don't you just play with always doing something a little bit more? So whether it's me selling on my Instagram, whether it's me cleaning up the house at night, whether it's me going for a run or doing something for course creation, right? No matter what it is, I keep asking myself, how can I do 1% more and what would 1% more actually look like if I applied it to every single thing that I do. And this again, even down to the compounding effect, you know, doing that compounds so quickly because if you give 1% more to everything you do, you're essentially giving 100% more to your entire day in terms of the overall effort and energy that you put into doing things. As much as that can sound to a degree exhausting, it's insane the mental load that actually frees up for you, how much time and energy you get back when you actually finish the task that you said you were going to finish, plus some the same way the fulfillment comes from going for that run plus some, right? If you're doing the plus some to every single thing that you do, you feel so confident in yourself. You ultimately can trust yourself so much more and you have this deep sense of gratitude for your ability to actually show up for yourself as well. So for me, in terms of what I've seen in myself, I really know that I can show up for myself and I know and I say this with full conviction that I will do exactly what it is that I say I'm going to do. So An example of that would be, and it's a silly example because I can't even disclose it, 
what we're doing behind the scenes right now is me meeting an edge, right? In terms of the thing that we're creating. I'm like, oh, that that feels like an edge for me. It's new, it's scary, it's different, and it's going to be challenging in its own way. But I don't give myself the space and time to really dwell on how, oh, this thing is scary and I don't know if I can do it because before I can even have that thought, I'm already actioning the thing and I'm already doing it because I ultimately know, of course, I'm capable of doing it. It's just fear that's ultimately holding me back, right? And that fear nine times out of 10 is completely irrational. I actually know that on the other side of that is a lot of growth and a lot of expansion. So I choose not play into that. So when I say I'm going to do something, I know I can do it and I'm so grateful grateful that I've ultimately cultivated a mindset that allows me to have that self-trust from within because that is built, right? I don't think anyone's born with the ability to never doubt themselves or never succumb to fear or different things that they're experiencing. But when you understand from a self-awareness lens, why is it you're experiencing that? It's so interesting to then know better and have to do better and actually apply that. And I've spent years now really applying that to my life and it's cool now because I can actually reap the benefits of that as well because I know that I can push myself and even if something feels scary or big, I'm still willing to challenge that, which is cool. Okay, second question is, if you were just starting out and focusing on building trust with your audience, what would you be focusing on? So I think when it comes to building a brand or just being online, it's obviously so important that you establish trust with your audience because if you don't have trust, people ultimately won't buy into you, right? It's unlikely that anyone will ever opt into a situation where they don't trust because when trust isn't established, we often don't feel safe. And when we don't feel safe, we're not typically going to put ourselves in that situation, right? So trust is always going to be a really, really important part of anything, especially when you are the service and you're online and people are opting in in an online capacity as well. So in terms of establishing trust with your audience, it's funny how it actually comes back to today's conversation even around consistency, right? Like anything, people want to see you be consistent. They want to see you show up consistently. For example, if I posted a podcast episode here, didn't show up for three months, posted three in a row, tapped out for six weeks, came back for one episode, there's no consistency in that. And you can't trust that you're going to get an episode from me every single week, like I potentially promised, or you can't trust that I'm actually going to show up when I say that I'm going to show up, right? So this is a very small example, but you can actually see how even as a consumer and listening to the podcast right now, you would be like, well, yeah, I don't think I really would trust you if you were on Instagram one day and then you weren't on for a week and then you came back for two days and then you were off for five days, right? People want to see the consistency and it's insane how much consistency compounds and actually leads to your audience trusting you massively as well. So if anything, it's vulnerability, it's building trust through consistency, and it's actually doing a lot of the same things over and over and over and over again, right? That's a huge thing that contributes. Alongside that, people want to see you be the embodiment of what you teach and what you speak to. So if you are showing the way that you live and you're not so much telling, that's going to be a massive factor that contributes as well, right? It's so easy to get caught up in telling people who you are and what you do and how you live and what you believe in and what you value and all these different things versus actually just showing them through your actions and through the way that you lead your life as well. So know and apply that actions always speak louder than words, especially when it comes to building 
trust. So being consistent and being consistent in showing who you are is going to be arguably the biggest factor, I believe, that contributes to establishing trust with your audience. And once you've got that, no matter what offer you come out with, no matter what service you're providing or what product you have, people are likely going to trust you because they feel that they know you. And when they know you, they can ultimately opt into you and your service, which is going to be obviously massive in terms of having a scalable business that people actually want to invest in. Okay. And third question, Soph has just dropped in a question from across the studio. (laughs) What is the most comforting thing someone has ever said to you? The first thing that comes to mind when I hear this is you have time. And I feel like it's a very basic thing to say, but I think so often, especially for anyone listening in business and even in life, career, whatever you can apply this to, we don't think that we have time. We get so caught up in wanting to be somewhere that we're not. And again, this ties into today's conversation, but knowing that you actually have time, right? No matter what it is that you're doing, no matter where it is that you're at in life, you always have time. You have time to change. You have time to do something different. You have time to pivot. You have time to let things compound, whatever it may be. You've always got time and I have absolutely gotten stuck in periods before where I haven't applied that and I feel like I am getting stuck in this constant cycle of wanting more and more and more and more and feeling like I'm running out of time or I've got to be somewhere I'm not within a certain period or by a certain age or by a certain stage or whatever it may be in my business, in my life, in relationships, in my career, whatever it may be. But really knowing and understanding that you have time and applying that I think completely changes the way that you show up on a day-to-day basis. And when you take away the pressure of thinking you don't have time, it's insane what actually moves because it's so hard to do anything when pressure is attached. So removing the pressure of time and just letting yourself do your thing, you'll ultimately collapse a lot of time in that as well, because without that pressure, you've got more momentum. And yeah, it's just insane to see what actually moves when you apply that. So for sure, that's the most comforting thing I think I've ever heard. Okay. That is a wrap on today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. This was a very quick little life update riff compounding all the different things. I would love to hear your feedback. So feel free to DM me at the Riley May on Instagram or over at the Influential CEO podcast and give both of those pages a follow. If you're not already in the Facebook group, I highly recommend you jump in and join that community. And for anyone wanting to jump in frequency membership, I obviously highly recommend and that link will be in the show notes as well but thank you for tuning in to today's episode i'll be back in your ears next week but thank you for tuning in bye guys